55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them up the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, buddy. How about a little football? Huh? We can't play it, but we can sure as heck talk about it. It's what we're going to do right now for a couple of hours. Mostly football. And it's not just, here's another topic, manufactured for radio. No, it's actually some real stuff that's out there. It sure is. In this case, not necessarily making it up. I, I mean, it's genuine. I'm really happy about that. Can you tell? Genuinely happy to be on the radio with you today. That's one thing, Chris, I I noticed I got to hear about the last two, three minutes of uh, Chris Brooks on the gridiron with you, Beaver, earlier. And it's, you know, one thing I noticed is that I think Chris genuinely enjoys doing that radio show and being on the radio. It comes across. I I just hope that I'm the same way. Because I genuinely do enjoy doing it. And I am happy to be here with you in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out at cspire.com, especially the C Spire Health app if you have not already. Just cspirehealth.com. Check that out. You need to have that app. It's great. You know, there's, this is a time when the ability to, if you get a little under the weather, nothing major, but you're a little under the weather, you want to check, you want to talk to a medical professional, you can do it via video chat, as opposed to having to get in your car and go and sit in the doctor's office for an hour and wait and wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. Just get on that app, talk to somebody at UMC, and that's what C Spire has done for you. Happy hump day, everybody. Yeah. All right, it's hump day. So hey to everybody who's uh, tuning in, watching on the uh, live stream as well on Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Got it? Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. If you're watching on Periscope as well, hi to you. What's up? Welcome into the show. All right, lots of ways for you to be a part of the show on this Wednesday. As usual, text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. 601 number 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. Hit me up. Call me. I'd love to hear your voice on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone. We'll take some phone calls today. I don't know that we guarantee we can take all of them, but it would take some. (laughs) 995-1059. 601-number also, 995-1059. 
So welcome in on this Wednesday. Hello to Lynn. He says, Hail State over here on the Facebook live stream. Linda says, I'm liking the bully shirt. By the way, I just got two new shirts in from the Mississippi State University golf course. They are Hail State GC on Twitter. And uh, y'all need to go. I'll put a picture out later of those two new shirts. One's a like a long sleeve, but it's the kind of like, you know, thin material. Another one's a little bit like this black shirt. I'll send the pictures out. Anyway, two new shirts. They have two things going on at the golf course at state. One is they're open. Okay. They're opening back up today for golf and everything else. And they're having a huge sidewalk sale today, like way up there, 25, 30, 35% off, whatever it is on a bunch of stuff. So if you've wanted some gear and you can get all the best baseball stuff, the baseball logo stuff, like super great deals because obviously baseball season got canceled and I have new stuff in hopefully next year uh, for baseball season. So that's just a heads up for you uh, to start the show. So hi to everybody who's tuning in, watching, everybody listening, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN Jackson. If you're listening other parts of the state at different times of the day, if you're listening at night in Vicksburg, it'll be VBG, WVBG, 107.7 and 1490 Talk Radio in the Berg. Hey to y'all. And hi to everyone listening up in northwest Mississippi on 100.5 WBLE, big booming signal out of Batesville. Hey to everybody. So however you're listening, podcast as well, I really do appreciate it. All right, let me give you a heads up. I'm going to throw some quotes your way. I'm going to start with that today because I want you to hear it. If you've paid attention the last couple of days, there seems like there's been a little bit of a theme, just a little bit of a theme of more and more quotes and nuggets and reports of the wheels are starting to turn, it seems like, in the college world. Talked about it some extensively yesterday and how we don't know that you don't know that you can take a quote from an athletics director or someone like that and go, well, this definitely means they're going to open a campus. Well, you know, because things are changing. This is all an unknown. But I just sense a certain direction on all this. And what happened is when we had that conversation yesterday on the show and then last night on ESPN.com, there was this big, long-form uh, column that popped up on their website. The entire, like, it's, it's not just one or two writers. It's, like, compiled from all this ESPN staff, okay, of coaches and ADs and presidents all over the country. And as you read through those, it would be impossible for me to sit here and give you everything from that story because it's really, really long. But what I did is before the show, I went through it and I just picked out the ones that I think are the most meaningful quotes that really can tell us the story of how things are trending in college athletics, at least how they're looking at this. Again, it's unknown. There's no given. There's nobody that's 100% sure of anything. But I believe you read the tea leaves, you read the quotes, they are gearing themselves up to get ready to go. And then we'll see if we're able to, you know, go. So I'm going to give those to you now. First, though, just a couple of texts here to start us off on the country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. I'm wearing the red, white, and blue country pleasing hat. It says country pleasing on the back. Got the red hog on the front. Everybody says it's Ole Miss colors. Well, yeah, it is. It's also USA colors. It's also country pleasing colors. And country pleasing sausage for breakfast this morning. Jalapeno and cheddar. Woo. 
I used to think the green onion flavor was my favorite. I'm starting to think this jalapeno is my favorite. But if you pick up the pattern, it's really like whatever I'm eating at the moment is my favorite. <laughs> so uh, y'all hop in there and see them if you can. Go into the butcher shop down in Florence. and They've got lots of stuff down there. Steaks and pork chops and just you name it, it's there. But certainly pick up some country-pleasing sausage on your local grocery store shelf. You can find it throughout the Southeast. Norman texts the show and says, Matt, I probably missed this yesterday. He said, this is not an argument on my part, but isn't college classes being held a major difference from an elbow-to-elbow 60,000 to 100,000 crowd at a ball game? Social distancing can happen in most classes to a certain degree. I just think it's a different... He says, I just think it's different, but I agree it's a first step for sure. I think the reason Norman just texted me that is because this was on Twitter just minutes ago. Uh, Michael Casagrande that covers Alabama and Auburn for AL.com, Michael's a friend of mine, he tweeted from AL.com, the University of Alabama plans on having classes on campus this fall. Now, I didn't have time to click his article and read it, but to me it is significant if you have people going, we're planning on having classes this fall, as opposed to just throwing our hands up going, there's no way. Now, again, proactive, you'd rather be ready and it not happen than to have it happen and not be ready, right? But still, what I did is I retweeted that and said, it's the key to whether college football returns or not. And my tweet said, is the campus open to all students? If yes, then get your grill cleaned up and order some sunscreen on Amazon. And I, I sort of, that last part in there sarcastically. I think there's a lot of things we've talked about on this show, Norman, but I think what you point to is, I know we're going through name, image, and likeness stuff and all this for athletes and, and, and all. But listen, according to the paperwork, according to every scholarship paper, right on down to the pay stubs on their scholarship checks, they are students. And there's just no way that a campus, a college, a university, is going to be able to differentiate between the safety on its campus for all students versus the safety on its campus for student athletes. They, they will not be able to draw that line. It'll be all students or it'll be none. Let me give you some quotes on that. In this article, there is more here than you can possibly shake a stick at. I'm not going to just read quote after quote, okay? But you as a fan need to know what these people are saying. And this is fresh stuff. All right? This fish isn't dead yet. It's still flopping around on the deck. <laughs> okay? It's fresh. Let me start you off. This is from that long-form piece on ESPN.com. Here's one from Danny White, the Central Florida Athletics Director, formerly a staff member at Ole Miss. He said, there isn't a model that I can run to fix the problem of not having any football. Let's think on that for just a second. That's the quote. Listen. Every AD feels the same way. Every single one of them. When you think about the millions and billions of dollars that college football is worth collectively and to the schools individually, and he says 
this whole problem, if we don't have football, there's no model that I can look at that'll fix that problem. Let's go a little further. What about what about having classes? What about having classes in the fall? I just read you a quote right there. Alabama, AL.com, Alabama plans on having classes in the fall. There was another one that popped up a minute ago. I could scroll back and find it here. The University of Memphis announced today it intends to have in-person classes in the fall. Intends to have in-person classes. Why? Here's a quote from the story from Christina Paxson, the president at Brown University, Ivy League. She said, most colleges and universities are tuition dependent. Y'all listen to me. Let me stop right there. If you don't hear anything else on this show today, I want you to remember this. Colleges and universities across the board are dependent on two things. She said tuition. That's one of them. Tuition and football. One, two. If that's the case, do you answer this question for me. Do you think they are going to do everything in their power to be able to have classes and football? Yes, is the answer. She said remaining closed in the fall means losing as much as half of our revenue. This loss, only a part of it could they, she says, recoup through online courses. It's not a question, she said, it would be catastrophic. She said, it is not a question of whether institutions will be forced to permanently close. It's how many. From the president at Brown University, she pointed out, higher education employs about 3 million people. In one school year, it pumped $600 billion of spending into the national gross domestic product. That's one president. Here's another one. Stanford president, Mark Tessier Levine. He said, quote, we do not expect to be able to make decisions about the fall quarter until sometime in June. Where are we now? Are they going to have classes? By any means necessary. Only the, they would not have classes only if it is an absolute, if we are still in absolute pandemic no man's land, they're going to have classes. And he says, we're not going to be able to make a for sure decision on this thing until June. Well, guess what? We're getting pretty close. The commissioner of the MAC, you know, Tuesday night Maction, Wednesday night Maction, he says, we're coming out of a year in which now we have this financial crisis and we have no certainty of what the future looks like. We have no certainty of when we can begin. We have no certainty of when we will have a football season, which, listen to this quote from the commissioner, which football, which is the economic engine for all of this. Now we can debate it. We did it on this show. We can debate it. Should we have gotten ourselves in a situation where football is the economic engine of all this? Well, it's too late for that discussion because it is. Here's more. Listen, y'all. Consume this and just file it away. It's important. 
Herm Edwards, head coach, Arizona State. What do teams need to get ready for football? He says, you're going to need two months to get these guys back going again before you can even consider putting them on a field and asking them to play football. When you rush back, that's when you get soft tissue injuries, hamstrings, Achilles, tendons, groins, because you haven't done anything. Pro players, they have a sense of, i got to work out. i got to make a living doing this. But if you're a college kid, and a lot don't have access to gyms where they can lift, it's not like he's in football shape. That's Herm Edwards, Arizona State. Pile these quotes up from the experts. These are all experts. Dr. Neil Elatraki, Director of Sports Medicine at Cedar sinai Team physician for the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Dodgers. He said, as far as being able to get uh, together as a team and be able to really ramp up the physical conditioning necessary to compete, he says, usually takes about a month or six weeks to ramp up the intensity to where you're ready for the season. West Virginia coach Neil Brown said, the lead-in is so important because the guys up front, it's more about getting in shape from a strength standpoint where they'll be able to withstand contact, be able to push, lean, those types of things. There's another thing when you get back in terms of time and what you're going to be dealing with. Herm Edwards, head coach, Arizona State, on testing teams for the coronavirus. Why wouldn't you do that, he says. You've got to do that. That's got to be part of the program now. It's kind of ironic. We play a sport. There's no social distancing in this sport. Social distancing has been working. We don't do that in this sport. He's exactly right. You can't. ACC, I'm sorry, AAC Commissioner, American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco. If you were going to play again, obviously you'd have to realistically have some kind of testing protocol. And we're getting there, he says. Now, another part of this story. As a fan, I want to ask you a question while I read you this. Are you interested in your team playing a conference-only schedule? TCU Athletic Director Jeremiah Donati. I would have to imagine the domino effect would be devastating to those schools, talking about the FCS. We play an FCS opponent this year, and it's pretty widely known that they rely on the revenue they get from the guarantee to play Power 5 schools. I can't speak for all of them, but if you play two or three of those, that can be anywhere from $2 million to $4 million, and for a smaller school, that's huge. That's your lifeline. To pull that away would be absolutely crushing. Navy Athletics Director. Again, we're talking about having a conference-only schedule because the conferences can't get themselves in agreement on what they should do. One said crushing. Here's another one using the word devastating. Navy Athletics Director Chet Gladchuk. Devastating. The two biggest games we have all year are non-conference, Notre Dame and Army. Both of those contests are so critically important to our financial picture. Losing those two games would be simply devastating to us financially. They're of great significance for television purposes, ticket sales, corporate sponsorship. They're the two anchors that are really important. Y'all, listen, this is across the board. We're talking 
every conference that we're talking about here, PAC-12, AAC, MAC, presidents of universities, SEC. We've got quotes from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. We talked. We heard what Mark Stoops said yesterday. We had the quote yesterday from uh, Keith Carter at Ole Miss. It says, "Hey, we're we're moving forward with a plan to bring our athletes back in July." What does it all point to? Universities going bankrupt without tuition and without football. One president said it ain't a matter of how many, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how many. I messed that up. They're going to play it. And they're going to open those campuses back up in some shape, form, or fashion. Because you know what they do? When do they, when do they say send in your tuition? At the beginning of each semester. You think all these schools going to want to go that fall semester without tuition? There's a lot to it. And sure, again, online courses, they can recoup some of it, but not nearly all of it. Did I say that right? Not nearly? I don't know. I confuse myself sometimes. They're going to bring them back on campus ASAP. And they're going to play football when they do. The school's got to have it. So the next thing is, can they do it in the fall or will they play it in the spring? <laughs> Let's talk about that next. And the first thing we'll do is get Wes's phone call when we come back. Stick around. Just getting started with you. First thing up, Wes, hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line. And Wes, I appreciate you hanging on for a pretty good little while there. What's up? Well, not a whole lot. Just heading, heading over to Eldon's uh, craft beer spot over there off old camp. Uh, about to pick up some school prohibition products. Uh, since I don't have to get to work today. Uh, so I'm I saw something very interesting like this morning. Uh, the University of Southern Mississippi, is, uh, they sent out emails saying that uh, they intend to be uh, transitioning back to, to what will be a full staff slash students. Uh, their intentions, you know, words are important. Their yeah, intentions sure. are to be fully staff facility students for the fall. So in, in the fall, did uh, you say Wes? Yeah. Okay. In the fall. Okay. And, okay. But to couple with that, you know, yesterday I don't know what the task the collegiate task force is, is, you know, they the commission uh, released that. But also I think something to the effect of uh, now college kids can get endorsements or they're moving closer to getting endorsements. Right. Now, it's looking like it's going to be a thing. So, if this thing, like, let's just take into next year. Well, not this year, but next year. Let's say that evolves, and let's say that, 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 that grows. 
And these kids are actually getting a little bit of money from the schools, just a little bit. Don't put it away around the but it's not. But if they're getting a little bit, what can you do to your employees? Because at that point, they're getting paid by the school. If something like this happens again, you tell your employees to come to work. Yeah, right. Yeah, I see I what you're saying. I know it's just kids. I know it's just kids. But still, money makes people be real stuff, man. Anyway, y'all have a good one, man. Colonel Mustard out. Colonel Mustard is out. Wes, thanks for the call, buddy. Um, it was a little muffled in there, Wes, but I think I pretty much get the gist of all of it. Yeah, I, 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 I think there is still going to be a clear line of separation, at least on paper anyway, between endorsement money Based on this recommendation this NCAA committee is handing over that may get through, there's still going to be a clear line between endorsement money that these players are getting for you know, wearing certain clothes or doing a car ad for a local car dealership or something like that versus the school paying them. As my understanding, you know, this endorsement money is coming from you know, private business or corporations and that kind of deal. It's like marketing contracts 1099 stuff and they'll have to keep up with and pay taxes on it you know but i don't think that has anything to do with the school actually paying them so and but you're right if you ever delved over into that now you got an employee type deal and that's a whole different deal it certainly is appreciate the phone call country please and text line rusty says my old lady's been social distancing for me for decades <laughs> And then he goes, I wish my kids would follow her lead. <laughs> Do you really wish that? <clears throat> Miko on this whole subject said, I hate to be a negative Nancy about this, but no one has taken a poll of some sort to ask the student athletes how they feel about putting themselves in danger and risking their health. That should be paid attention to also. And really, Miko, I think that's going to, the rubber's going to meet the road in that regard when a university says, just like I've been saying, hey, we're open. We're going to have classes starting on a particular day. And we're doing this measure, that measure. We want you to wear masks and this and that. And we're going to have, you know, we bought a million gallons of, I don't know, hand sanitizer to be all over campus. And, you know, I, but you're all coming back for classes and we're open and, and this and that. And, and then... If the athlete says, well, I don't feel safe, I don't want to go back. And they're like, well, you don't have to. We can't make you, but you can go somewhere else, and we'll just give your scholarship to somebody else. Now, I'm not saying that's a pretty look, but I'm just saying that's reality. Then we'll all make choices based on if the school that I attend and am enrolled in and have a scholarship with is open, then i got to be there. If I don't want to be there, I don't have to be. They can't make me be there. But there's consequences for that, too. See, it's all about them opening back up. And I've been kind of hammering on that. So let me swing the hammer on a couple of other things. I'm, I mentioned it just a second ago. If you read the tea leaves, it's disastrous to play just a conference-only schedule. You know, catastrophic is words that these ADs and these coaches and people are using. The president at Brown University, uh, the Ivy League school says um, we must have kids on campus in the fall said 
Universities are dependent on tuition. We also know they're dependent on what? Football. Tuition and football. Those things are going to happen. So if you're bound and determined, you have to open up and play football. And what if you can't get it off the ground in July? I mean, in the fall. What about playing football in the spring? You and I and everybody else go, man. So you're telling me that on the same Saturday in March, I got baseball on campus, I got basketball on campus, and I've got football on campus. I don't know how you figure all that out, but just what if, what if. Here are the quotes. North Carolina State coach Dave Doran. In order to have an athletic department, we need to play football for everybody because of the finances that go with it. He's not lying. He's exactly right. All right? If that's the case, are they potentially going to play football in the spring? Yeah. It's a real option. Because under no circumstances are they going to give up on football. Then he said there's going to be back-end issues that come up later the later it goes on, but I don't think that means you cancel it either. He's right. He said, you figure out how to deal with those issues as we go. Pittsburgh coach Pat Narduzzi, quote, do you know how screwed up the football season would be if we started in February? <laughs> Are you going to play next in September too? You're running one season into another. You screwed up another spring. You never got back on track. These kids would be beat to, he said. I don't think you can do it. These kids need a break. Think about the players' bodies. Which brings me to this quote. You talk about playing football in the spring. We've already established they must play football. They have to do it, and they got to have students, or all these schools are bankrupt. Play it in the spring? Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You run one season into another, and now this. National Athletic Trainers Association President Tory Lindley quote, you hear a lot about postseason surgery lists. You hear a lot about postseason surgery choices. There's a whole list of orthopedic injuries at the end of everybody's year that we're looking at that we can manage. But as soon as it's over, that surgery needs to occur. When I think about the spring season followed by the fall season, you're going to have a lot more of that as a primary health concern, surgeries that you're going to have to have in May, and in many cases, that student-athlete is not going to be ready to return for that August season. We live in a world, y'all know it. Garrett Schrader, well, he didn't play in the bowl game because he got punched by Willie Gay and it broke his orbital bone, but the silver lining is he got to go ahead and have the ankle surgery that he was going to have to have, and it starts his recovery clock quicker. Just player after player, school after school. So you're going to play in the spring? And we're going to do the surgeries in May, and then we're going to turn around and what? Play without them, all of them, the following September? Dr. Jonathan Mayer, epidemiologist, infectious disease specialist, and professor emeritus at the University of Washington. He says, even some of the medications expecting that they'd be ready by January for any kind of mass distribution, I think is being really overly optimistic and certainly not the vaccine. 
I don't really see a delay of three months making much difference. Medical expert. He went on to say, better than nothing. It would buy some time and result in conditions where decisions don't have to be made quite as soon. But I think that's being very overly optimistic. In other words, an epidemiologist and infectious disease specialist says, you can put the football season off three months, but so what? It didn't make a bit of difference. Three months to this thing, we're still not going to have all the medicines and everything ready by January anyhow. Colonel Mustard on my Twitter feed, at Radio Wyatt. Spring start in Seattle, Washington, brother. That's a cold introduction to the season for the traveling team. <laughs> it is. Now, weather is one of those things that you can't consider in this. But I'll tell you this, too. Play some football in May. When nobody's accustomed to the heat and has not played in it, nor has practiced in it, and all of a sudden, it's 95 in the shade. <laughs> It'll be dropping like flies, fans and players. Well, you know, we just deal with that. Y'all, listen, all these quotes, and we're going to move on after this, but every one of them point to this, to some hard, cold, hard facts about this. Putting it off to the spring does not make a whole lot of sense, even from a medical standpoint, according to that medical expert. And these universities must have campus classes going on. If they got campus classes going on, you're going to have college football going on. And in the last 48 hours, we've got multiple quotes from people saying, yep, opening campus back up, Alabama, Memphis, Ole Miss. We're bringing them back in July. The wheels are turning. Let's hope that's a good thing. Stick around. Welcome back on the show. I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown Heroes. Your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. They are your hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. When you need something and you've got your insurance, home, auto, life, you need something. You have your insurance with Farm Bureau. There's somebody right down the road. I'm talking like you text him and he's three streets over. And, you know, he can be at your house and you can be at his any time of day or night. Uh, that's the way it works. You don't have to wait, you know, until business hours and call some 800 number and talk to somebody three straight states over. It's face-to-face -face interaction. People in your community, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Can't recommend them highly enough. Can't recommend this caller highly enough either on the Divinity Equipment phone line. 995-1059. Do the chomp. Let me hear it. Come on. Donna, Donna, Gator Greg. Sir, how you doing? Mr. Wyatt, uh, I was going to ask you during this uh, the, the uh, pandemic, uh, it looks like the most hair I've seen on your head in about 10 years. You're doing a good job on that. I'm proud of, proud of you. The homecoming, is the homecoming queen, does she cut your hair? No. I told her she's doing a good job cutting your hair because it looked like that's the most hair I've seen you 
since yeah. you've been doing you on the radio. Yeah. Well, you know, Greg, the honest truth is I cut my own. I just have a set of clippers. It's really not hard. It's just that, see, Annabeth has so much of that thick, beautiful red hair. And my daughter's got this, you know, head of long, flowing uh, brunette hair. They got enough hair to deal with. She didn't want to deal with mine, too. You know, so I do my own. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. It's tremendous. I mean, we, we need to – hopefully, by the time we're kicking off football, you still have that amount of head on there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great look for you. Uh, thank uh, a couple you. of yeah. things. Uh, let's talk about the draft. Uh, we definitely – we got to hope, Mr. White, if, if, if when you're doing state games, the Chiefs-Saints game does not conflict on a weekend. I'm Man. hoping it's a Thursday night or Monday night. You've got to see now you got Willie Gay, you got – uh, you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You got your guy Mahomes. You got your world champion Kansas City Chiefs coming into the Superdome. We got to make that happen. We got your three tickets probably for that one for you and uh, and uh, and uh, the homecoming queen and Mary Liddy. We we got that now that we know the Chiefs are going to play. Hopefully we'll get to play or fans will be in attendance. But that's already off the, the list for you. We already got you covered there. Tell me about. We thought Willie Gay, when we called the show Friday, I thought that he was going to go in the second round. I just hate mm-hmm. uh, I my team, the Saints, couldn't pick him up. But I, I thought he was, was going to get uh, picked. And I like some of the guys, your, your offensive lineman, a young man out of Canton. I think he's got a good chance, a shot of making uh, the, uh, the team. And then Cam Dantzler, good value pick for the uh, Vikings because they lost. Mississippi State, like you said, and, you, and I have to give you credit, you went back and you, you said Dak and Dan Mullen, Kind of got that got your program going again because you're kind of becoming a football factory as far as draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's no doubt about that. And then my other point, let me see what I want to ask you about the new rule potentially for those students in 2021 uh, 20, uh, about the uh, being able to to get the endorsements and stuff. I know traditionally because I followed you traditionally, you're kind of traditionalist. You're not really necessarily. I, I got the sense in favor of that. Yeah. With COVID, some of this stuff, if you change your tune on that. Yeah, well, that's a really a good question. You're doing a fantastic job, and we love, we love listening to you, and uh, you do a good job. We appreciate you. Uh, I want to see the great Matt White get a, you know, hopefully, like I said, uh, he, folks, you need to listen to him. Let's get him up to about 50,000 followers on Twitter. You have a great day, Mr. White. <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. Come on with it. I like it. Yeah, you know, 50,000 followers. What am I at now? About half that. So I got a long way to go. We can get there one step at a time. No, uh, Greg, you know, and you said, you know, state kind of football factory. They are turning out play NFL draft picks at state. They, they are, have been. The key is keeping it going. But they are and have been turning out NFL draft picks at a rate that they never have before in their program. And... That's kind of the point I was making on Monday. You know, I raised two questions on Monday, running parallel to each other. If you were to answer this question, what happened to Ole Miss's program? What happened to State's program in the last decade? Well, it's two different trajectories, two totally different looks. One's a real roller coaster. One has kind of been, you know, that that load of coal just steadily climbing, you know, up, 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 it seems like, and just kind of, putting along in the little engine it could sort of thing. And one's been a real roller coaster. Um, but the difference in turning out the NFL draft picks, 
Now, and then there was this big argument that busted loose. It was totally went sideways. It was not even the point of the conversation about, you know, state hasn't won any championships. Of course they haven't because they really, in my opinion, aren't the football factory. They have to be to win championships. You know, you look at Alabama, that's a football factory. You look at Clemson, you look at LSU now, um, or, or, you know, LSU's kind of been there some. Look at what Georgia's doing. Um, those are football factories because it's all fours and fives, uh, five-star players and and competing for championships. State's still trying to get there. But what what I'm State's deal is they've reached a level they hadn't been at. And when you look in the last decade, you look a decade ago, where they are now versus where they were, I'm not sure there's any program in the country that has had a a broader transformation in one decade than Mississippi State has. Find me the others. I mean, is it Clemson, who's now the, the perennial national championship contender, uh, but still a broader one over the last decade? That was the conversation back then. Um, so, yeah, and look, the, the Chiefs are just fun. Mahomes and that offense and Tyreek Hill, and now you put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield and they can throw the ball to him and he catches the ball really well. And you add an athlete like Willie Gay into that defense, they're just fun. Tell me a more fun team in the NFL to watch. I I hope it's Thursday night, Greg. <laughs> I do too. It's in New Orleans, right? Golly, I hope it's Thursday night. All right. Uh, text messages here on the uh, country, please, and text. Micah in Texas. So, if we don't have football this year, who's going to pay for all these school scholarships for the athletes of, this, uh, of these schools? Will that cause some of these institutions to close down? Not my quote, but had it earlier. Micah, <clears throat> not playing a full 12 games, not playing out-of-conference games, not playing at all. Words from leaders, ADs, coaches, presidents, like catastrophic. Uh, disastrous. One president in the Ivy League said, if we don't have classes on campus this fall and everything goes along with it, she said, it's not a matter of if schools will shut down permanently. It's a matter of how many. I mean, seriously, that's where we are. It's They're going to open it back up. Ghost Pepper on the Country Pleasing Text. Matt. I heard Beaver and Brooks discussing a plan to have Squirrel come in and co-host with you three days a week. Just wanted to give you a heads up. <laughs> hey, it might be interesting. We probably need, um, if we don't get some sports back soon, we need a spark any way we can get it, probably. Slippery Wind Rhett says, if the Pac-12 doesn't play, at least the playoff picture doesn't change. <laughs> Add up 10 o'clock games and early December bowl games. Yeah. <clears throat> Unnamed texture says, uh, not only does football, is football the main financial source for universities? It brings in tons of revenue for local businesses. There will be football in the fall. You can count on that. That's how I'm starting to feel. You know, the further we go in this thing, that's how I'm starting to feel. I mean, y'all, again, don't take this as gospel. I don't, I am not an expert in any of this coronavirus stuff. I'm just like y'all, you know, watch the news and get what you can. But it's just starting to have a paint job of this whole shutdown and quarantine deal was just to mitigate the freak out 
as much as we could, because not only us as citizens, but the leaders and the presidents and the officials, they're all freaking out, too. They don't know. It was such a giant unknown. It's like we all got to stay where we are until we can our head can stop spinning just a little bit. And, and yes, deaths and people who've had it and the hospital workers and everything they've gone through to treat people and putting themselves in harm's way, this is a real thing. It's like we're just trying to just, you know, not have this run over us like a bulldozer. And it almost feels like now we kind of are reaching a point where starting to kind of get a grasp of, well, look, no vaccine. You can't tell people to sit at home for two years, 18 months. You just can't. And ultimately, anyway, the only way you move on as a society, as a, as a uh, species, is to develop some herd immunity to this thing anyway. Sad but true. Denzel. What does this say here? Did y'all know Rich Steiner's son, Bronson? I don't know what that is. Mad male person says. Uh, says, well, Ole Miss has been closer to winning the West in the last 10 years over state and won bigger bowl games. They ain't no doubt. Um, you know, did win a Sugar Bowl. And I've said it on this show, too. It is a fact. We talk about Dan Mullen, the consistency in building the program and where he took state's program that turnaround in a decade. But in that decade, the biggest, most meaningful, potentially impactful Egg Bowls were won by Ole Miss during their upswings on the roller coaster. It's really true. The roller coaster, I think, is, I don't know. I mean, people prefer different things. Male person prefers the roller coaster. (laughs) Hour two coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.